0: There was something I loved, really loved, about the sound of heels on tile. It was best when I entered the glass-enclosed atrium, so the sound of each clicking step echoed and amplified and seemed to announce to the world that Margaret Kane was here. And because of the reverberation, such an announcement was always filled with import. It was wonderful, actually the entrance I made every morning at between 5.30 and 6 every morning at Janko, Tool & Dye. The audience, for the most part, consisted of two of the three security guards and a contingent of employees eating breakfast at the little cafe I'd installed the week I took over. Janko, Tool & Dye didn't manufacture tools or dyes, not anymore. It was a little machine shop back in 1963 when the owner sold it to an investor who then proceeded to buy a great many companies and put them under Janko's corporate umbrella. Now the company traded on the New York Stock Exchange, but the original shop no longer existed except in pictures and a few artifacts that decorated our corporate office. And I was the CEO. I'd been the CEO for four years. In that time, I'd increased revenues by 87% and expanded into new industries and took the company public. I was thirty-six years old, and the papers called me a genius and a dynamo. I was alternately called a badass bitch or a sexy and brilliant woman. I loved all the attention, and I loved all the success. Hell, if there were a high school reunion right then, it was almost guaranteed that my salary exceeded everyone else's combined. All in all, life was good, in fact. Life was pretty damned good. I had the world on a platter. And there was nothing I loved better than those first seconds of stepping into my building and seeing the deference showed to me by my employees. Sure, it was kind of silly to get so excited about it. Really, women had fought for the right to earn a position like mine. Didn't all the critics say we just wanted to be bossy? Didn't all the critics say it wasn't about our talents but our desire to usurp men? On the other hand... There were just as many women who showed me deference, and the employees showed it to me in large part because I'd changed a great many things that not only benefited them because of the improved financial status of the company, but also because it allowed them benefits such as the little breakfast diner at which a flash of a company ID produced a free breakfast or lunch. It felt good to do that for them. It felt good to be respected but not be some kind of penny-pinching miser. Sure, from a purely business standpoint, it was a great idea to do it. It was really wise, actually. It was one of the smartest damn things I could do. It was that simple. Nonetheless, it felt really good. And I loved that I was able to do that for my employees. I loved that I could make it happen. And I loved being all that I should be for them. Okay, I also loved feeling like I was some sort of benevolent dictator. Dictatress? I had no idea, actually, what the word was. It didn't really matter. I loved the power. And I loved exercising it for good reasons rather than bad. I loved it. And I was glad to be able to do it. It made me feel wonderful. That was good enough for me. Most of the time. There was only one time I didn't like it. I didn't like it when I had to deal with any responsibility when it came to sex. Maybe I spent so much of my life completely in charge and so completely in control that when it came to sex, the only thing that really made it good was when I wasn't in charge at all.